0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network.
1: I don't see my music here. Oh boy. Welcome to the Lena Nelson Dooley Show. Uh, I'm really thrilled to have my special guest today, Angie, Angela Breedenbach, and we've been friends for how long, Angie?
0: Oh my goodness, is it back to uh, <laughs> 2005 or six?
1: <laughs> Something like that? I I I don't, I know we knew each other at the first. Uh, no, at, at the second. Well, I don't know that conference thing. Hey, I remember I ACFW we...
0: or R W A, yeah. one of those. <laughs> ACF... Okay, yeah. A <laughs> C F W, yeah. Yeah. But well, we've, we've known each other way... a long time. <laughs> a long
1: time. And we've we've shared in a lot of things together over that time. And um uh, I'm really pleased to have you. I wanna tell my listeners about you. Uh Angela breidenbach is the captivating radio personality of Historically speaking, here on our Blog Talk Radio and uh, Grace Under Pressure Radio, she does that, and she leads the Christian Authors Network as president. She's doing a really good job of it too. Uh, oh, thank That's you. a network of authors who who help m- marketing together, uh, which is a very uh, very important to authors today and very interesting to do. She's also a professional book judge of nearly a thousand titles. I never ever put that on my. I, uh, gosh, I've been a judge for years for both SFW <laughs> and RWA. Well, <laughs> I ended up doing it for a job.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. A best-selling author of sweet contemporary and historical romances, as well as several non-fiction titles, articles, and compilations. Don't miss a musing wit and wisdom on social media between muse and writer, Angela and her feline personal assistant. Uh, you can contact and find Angela Angela's books at B R E I D E N B A C H dot com, and we'll give that at the end. So be sure you have a pencil in uh, a pen if you don't have one now. She's on Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram at Ang Breedenbach, and on Facebook at www.facebook.com Angela Breedenbach. So you'll, you'll be able to find her a lot of places. And one of the things I like about what Angela does. Is she writes historical novels set in Montana, which is where she lives, and I, <laughs> yep. I have loved those. I have loved those books, Angie. Thank They're you. Just, you find the most interesting little things in your I... state's history to write a book. You know, write a book about, and I have loved every one of them.
0: Uh, I think one of the things that makes it fun is to go find those uh less publicized things and that's been my my goal
1: <laughs> yes yes and i and it has opened up my eyes to a lot of things in montana uh actually i wrote a contemporary set in montana oh several years you did? A Christ, uh, cr- oh yeah christmas novella collection it was called Montana oh. Missiles. Oh, yeah oh yeah 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 yeah
0: okay that slipped my mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was fun to write. Uh, so what what project are you working on right now? A writing project.
0: Um, I actually have uh, one final contract this year with Barber. I I have written two this year for Barber, and the first one I just turned in was um, Second Chance Brides, and it's called Fanned Embers, and it's based on the largest fire in U.S. history in 1910, which was on the Montana-Idaho border, and so wow. I took that history. Yeah, I got to ride the Hiawatha Trail three different times. It's a it's a bike path now, but it used to be a very famous, uh, and people would pay a lot of money to ride the, the rails through there, um, but it started out as mining camps and, of course, railroaders, and it was one of the roughest and even in 1910, one of the roughest frontier areas in our country, and nearly in the world, wow. it yeah, it the people there were exceedingly rough and tough, and the there was a lot of mayhem. <laughs> and so, well, that fire went through and cleaned it all out. <laughs> yeah, i I want
1: I want to feature that book on my blog when it comes out. Y'all, y'all be sure and contact me ahead of time. We we'll get a or you contact me or whatever, we'll get a, a, a interview on my blog. That sounds like a wonderful, wonderful story. I want to ask you another question, yeah. and this is like a crazy question, okay? Okay. <laughs> go became, go for it. I became, I became interested in, in the sapphires.
0: Mm, yeah, the yoga sapphires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're... Tell us about that. <laughs> Oh that you know there's a, the Sapphire Mountains and the, and in fact it was really fun because my son was in uh summerstock and summerstock of course is when you go and you're an actor singer dancer in the different yeah. summer theaters yeah. around the country and he got into two different ones well one of them was down in Virginia City and I still have a story idea I want to do down there but um a lot of it was they found sapphires and there's sapphire mining and things like that, but uh, they are very beautiful. They're deep, deep, rich blue most of the time, but they do come in other colors and they are a famous thing uh, about Montana. But what a lot of people don't realize, and this may fascinate you more, um, but this is kind of where I want to go with a future story is that garnets are actually the bigger um, mining oh. operation in Montana than the sapphires. Sapphires are beautiful and they in their jewelry quality and you know quite gorgeous. But the the garnets and there are jewelry quality garnets here too. And garnets are red. Sapphires are blue, usually. And you know again, there's different ranges of the blues and yeah. there's different ranges of colors yeah. in sapphires. But
1: the garnets yeah, there's the... are like a blood red, a deep red, aren't they?
0: And again, they're, they're... they they are. But they come, again, in a, a, in a variety of reds, from pink to you in, can even find a real light. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they're usually a lot deeper. What I've mm-hmm. seen in jewelry, they're a lot deeper than a ruby. A ruby is mm-hmm. like a, a lighter red. And Yeah. And, uh, I have some garnet. I mean, I have garnet earrings, and mm-hmm. I have, uh, I have a, an opal ring that has garnets. It's an oval opal with garnets set all around it. Oh, so that'd I be pretty.
0: To it. It's tough color. to find a good jewelry color or jewelry quality because gems and stones come in different quality ratings. Yes. And it's really yes. tough to find a jewelry quality rating, garnet. And people, you know, that is big enough to make something out of. But do you know what garnets are used more for is sandblasting? For they, it's actually sandblasting? used for sand, sandblasting. Mm-hmm. Oh and so goodness. they do... Yeah, <laughs> I, I I did a lot of studying on the on the gems and the jewelry uh, type quality, but also on industrial uses of it, and I put that in my nonfiction, my women's um, nonfiction, which is called Gems of Wisdom for the Treasure of Experience, uh, and that was one of the things that people don't realize the different uses for gemstones, not only you know for jewelry but for so many other things. There's, a, there's an orange gem. I'd have to think about the, the name that actually gets used in nuclear, <laughs> you know, because wow. it, it doesn't, it doesn't blow up.
1: <laughs> is, it a, so, is it a topaz? No, topaz no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, Orangey. Okay. I. It. <laughs> no, they, they, have a thing here at, at, you know, you know, James and I are senior citizens, and. They have a thing mm-hmm. here, uh, our two, two ministry, well, one ministry and one, and they connect with the cities, these local cities here, and they do a thing called um, CPR, and it has mm-hmm. to do with, they do work to the outsides of senior citizens' houses.
0: And, nice. And
1: James, I didn't like James climbing up on a ladder to, mm-hmm. to paint the trim, and our house needed the trim painted, and... And uh, he never asks anyone for help. Okay, he
0: just does. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: But I, I knew I just I did not want him up on a ladder again. He last time he climbed on a ladder, <laughs> he fell off and hit. When he did, he hit his the bottom of his heel and cut all the way across the bottom of his heel and pretty deep. He came, he came in, he goes, I, I gotta clean this out. I, I, you know, and I'm like, I get in the car we're going we're going to the emergency room we're not going to clean this out we'll wrap it up no no no, i'm okay i'm okay no you're not (laughs) so i didn't want him on a ladder again and so um uh, he is really healthy and really strong and does a lot of stuff but i didn't want to do that him up there again but anyway they when they before they painted the trim on our house, they came out and sandblasted our house. That's what made me think of it. I wonder if they used garnets.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder. It's a very common. <laughs> yeah, it's a very common thing that's used for sandblasting because it's hard enough to get the stuff off there, and it's a very cheap because it's not jewelry grade. You know, it's a very cheap substance, uh-huh. and so they mine it here in Montana for that purpose for construction. Yeah, it's crazy, but cool. true. Cool.
1: Girl, I'm learning a lot from you <laughs> You know, I I was born in I grew up in Arkansas and I don't you know Arkansas is the only state in the Union that has a diamond mine
0: oh I didn't know it's the only state I guess I thought other yeah.
1: huh no it's unless they found some since I grew up <laughs> you
0: know? no I had I, I just didn't know that that's interesting
1: yes is the only state with diamond mines and with this dump and they do mine jewelry quality but they also have a place a part of it that people can go out there and search for diamonds you know they pay and Mm -hmm. go in there and search for diamonds and every so often somebody will find a really good size one
0: you know yeah (laughs) same here with uh the same thing you can go mining and uh you know you do the They, of course, pull buckets out and then you buy a bucket and you can, you know, wash them and see if you can come up with a stone. And and yeah, I do have one. I have a beautiful garnet that uh, it's really big, but I haven't wanted to have it cut down into anything because it's probably the size of my pinky nail. And by the time they cut it down into something that would be used, it'd probably be so tiny. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, you could have the... I have seen where they put the rough ones, like maybe in a in a in a little cape, golden cage thing for a drop.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. You I could, could do that. Because
1: you can you can polish it even if it's not
0: cut. That's a great idea. I could do that. Yeah, my son gave it to me when he was when he was really young. He'd gone on a school trip and he brought that back. And I was like, oh, I've got to keep that. And so I never wanted to, you know, change the size of it or anything. Because, you know, I didn't want it to be a size of dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
1: <laughs> I and so, you so publishing. Had three book- yeah. I'm sorry. You, had three books. you said you had three books with Barbara this year and you told us about that one. What other two books? Oh, um. Let's
0: see. Do I have three or two? I, no, I just had one come out in November, and that one was Blue Ribbon Brides. And that okay. had the story of 1893, the Montana women went to the uh, World's Fair in Chicago and came back with seven medals. And, of course, fictionally, I added and a bride. <laughs> so they brought a bride back for one of, <laughs> for one of their miners. And so that actually fits oh really goodness. well right into our talking, right? And uh, oh, the other bit of fine. mining. Yeah, yeah. And so that was November. Uh, this The one I just told you about, uh, Second Chance Brides, comes out in August. And that one is Fanned Embers, the 1910 fire. They called the big blow-up. And okay. um, then the one I'm actually writing as we speak, as soon as we hang up, i got to get back to it, because it's due on March 1st. And okay. that one <laughs> is... <laughs> my, my novella in it is called His Indentured Bride, and the book that they're putting it into will have nine stories and that one's called captive brides. And so, um, yeah. a lot of the things I do, the- not just about Montana is I, I, use a lot of my study for my heritage, um, you know, my genealogy yeah. and stuff and I get, I get to combine that and getting paid to do that is a really good thing. <laughs> Isn't, that fun? So, Isn't that fun? It really is. Yeah. So yeah, I've got that one. Well, so I the guess. Blue Ribbon Brides was November. The Second Chance Brides is comes out in August, and that's already turned in. And the uh, Captive Brides, I believe, comes out in October of 2017. And um, then I'm not well, going to yeah. do any books for a little bit, because I have my, you know, for, for big publishers, because I have some stuff I want to do on my own.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You, um, be sure you be sure you get those on my schedule all of all three of them uh, I'm, okay. i mean both of them, whatever's coming up i have a book <laughs> whatever's coming in october you do it, it, it's a re, it's a republished by barber and it has mm-hmm. to do with my family history cuz i'm a nice. second generation american my daddy's family uh, uh, one side came from Norway, the other side from Sweden, and they mm-hmm. settled in Minnesota. And so... Uh, oh, we have so brides, much in common. Yeah, The Brides of Minnesota is coming out in October. I'm kind of, I'm I'm looking forward to that, because uh, people, they had, the books had come out a long time ago, and people mm-hmm. are interested, and they, you know, when they find out, I had, you know, they ask you, do you ever use anything from your family and from yourself and your history, well, then they want to get the books and they can't get them because they're so out of print. And so,
0: yeah, I look out. forward to reading that one. I definitely need yeah. to read that one. So, um, especially because, yeah. um, my family, uh, I'm 25% Swedish and my family, oh, really? my Swedish family. Yep. Yep. And wow. so I'm, uh, 54%, um, Scottish. And, uh, then I have a little bit, Twelve uh, percent Irish. I did the DNA testing, you know, and uh, so well, it was I, really well, fun. I haven't, to think of,
1: but. I haven't done the DNA testing. I've been thinking about it, uh, but the mm-hmm. best I know is I'm like I'm one fourth Swedish and one fourth Norwegian from my daddy, and then I know that I'm my my grandfather was full blooded Irish, so I'm mm-hmm. one fourth Irish, you know, and then I'm not sure what the other is we think it okay let's it
0: all- talk dna <laughs> because you um here's the deal when you get your dna back and the one i would do i would do the slightly more expensive one from um family tree dna because they have a wider uh, range that they actually test and i do really like ancestry's dna testing but um ancestry's dna only tests uh, about 37 markers whereas the family tree DNA test um, higher, more markers. So you find out more about yourself. Um, And then you can upload any of those tests to like jedmatch.com and things. But what you'll find out and what I found out was that it's a lot different than you think. And particularly if you think you're 100% Irish, you probably are not. And the reason of that is, (laughs) is because like a lot of the Scots. Were transplanted into Ireland, so you have the Ulster Scots, which are the people who, um, you know, originated in Scotland. Well, then even the Scottish aren't full Scot because there's a lot of um, the Norwegian and the French and um, uh-huh. English, and you know, the Romans came up through there. So there's there's a whole lot yeah. of mixture to make that one thing. So it was yeah. really fun finding out that um, I'm in college right now, getting my um, genealogical studies degree. And that was, um, yeah. And so that's part of what I I'm I'm doing it partially because I'm fascinated and I love it, and I want to solve my own family mysteries, but also because I can use it in the historical writing that I do, and then I will be able to um, lecture and and have fun with it. We ought
1: to we ought to write uh, a Viking collection. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that would be fun (laughs) from the Viking countries, don't you think?
0: Absolutely. Uh In fact, um, (laughs) we think we think my ancestry, we need to double check all this stuff. And I have a lot of work to do to prove it. But it appears that I'm actually descended from a Viking uh, named Nils who came into Scotland. And so uh (laughs) and he was a Viking king. Ooh la la. We've got to bring that in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, uh, on my husband's side, now, of course, I don't have any of that DNA. But his cousin has, has uh, done a family history, a very extensive family history. He has traced the family all the way back to 1099 when the Normans invaded England.
0: Yeah, I've got a cousin who did some work on that, but there's some holes in it because, uh, for yeah. instance, right now I've got a what they call a brick wall. And the brick wall is when you cannot find the records you need to prove it. And so um, the biggest problem I have, though, is the things that I can prove um, are people. OK, so if you're on Ancestry.com, a lot of people just copy other people's trees without getting the proofs. And when I first started, oh, okay. I did that, too, not not really knowing any better. And then, of course, I get into school and start learning this stuff. And it's like, oh. <laughs> so I've got yeah. people that, yeah. you know, have got our tree uh, intermingled with uh, Thomas Nelson, Jr. that signed the Declaration of Independence. And, of course, that later the Thomas Nelson book um, company came yeah. from. But that is not my lineage. And I cannot get people to stop. Um, attaching that or, you know, transferring those yeah. errors. And so I, I started loading the proofs that I found when I sat in the Pennsylvania archives and things like that. And I think one yeah. of the best things I can do eventually is, um, is publish all of this so that people can well, he, find. Yeah, that's a
1: good idea. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, this cousin, uh, he was a, uh, a music director at a, at a, Church in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. And one day a guy came up to him and he said, What does the name, I can't remember, I'd have to look back on the frame, something Duly mm-hmm. mean to you? And he said, mm-hmm. Well, that was my great, 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 well, you know, grandfather. And this, he was one of Robert E. Lee's generals. And what it was, oh, wow. there were twins, there were twins, they were Duly twins. And both were Robert E. Lee's generals. And um, the this guy, other guy was descended from the other twin.
0: Oh, my goodness. So,
1: the two so they're cousins. Kids, they got together. And the one had discovered a lot of stuff. And then Kenneth had discovered a lot of stuff. And they began to put them together and... And find out a whole lot more and I've got all of that information. I have all of that bound in a, in a thing, uh, not, not bound, but, you know, in a, in a bound, but not book bound, you know,
0: so right, I have right. all
1: of that from James's family, which is, which is really cool. And I wondered if it was true, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, you have to
0: go back through and find the proofs. <laughs>
1: yeah. One, one time they had a, uh, one of the, there was a writers' organization here, one, one, I wasn't a member of this one, but it may have been RWA or something, but anyway, they had, they opened it up and it was, uh, they had Civil War reenactors mm. and they presented a program and they had, oh, bits and all kinds of uh, m- memorabilia from the battlefields and all that kind of stuff. And so I walked up to one of the guys and I said, uh, do you know about uh twins, Dooley twins that were uh two of Robert E. Lee's top generals and he said, Oh yeah, let me show you their stuff <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> He took me over and showed me that stuff. I said, Okay, Kenneth was right. <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome. That,
1: that was that was fun. I I have really uh liked a lot of stuff. Now these this books that I wrote it, way back, Becky had asked that was when she, they she was, I mean we're talking early, early, in when my connection with Barbara, uh, with, uh, mm-hmm. Becky was a baby at the time. I mean she was so young when we first met her. Uh, Nancy Lavo and I went to Dallas and met her, uh, and she, she was just so young. She looked like she looked. Of course, she's always looked young anyway. And she anyway, does. they were putting they they were putting together these novella collections and so they would just ask for people to submit individual books and they would put them together and I submitted uh, an, a book I you know idea for her because I was already writing some uh, heart song stuff and she didn't choose for the collection and I was a little disappointed I had been in one novella collection and that was all and anyway then she contacted me and she said I want novels for this. So nice. Now, the first two novels, the first two novels, now only three of them will be in that collection, and so I'm going to get the rights back for the fourth one, because it's time that I can get the rights back for the fourth one. And I'll come out with it as an as um, uh, an individual book. You know, a I think that's a really book. good idea. You know, and so, anyway, you know, if um, you
0: can bring it out as an ebook, then you can connect that over to ACX yeah. and Audible and bring it out as an audiobook. Um, yeah. but now they're so, you well, know, the big thing is to go wide on audiobooks, so and ebooks. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one of the reasons yeah. I'm not doing any more books after this one for uh, at least six months is that I want to go, I want to take what I've got, repackage them, and go wide on like Kobo and. Um, they're on Kindle right now, but I, I want to do iBooks and I want to I want to go wide with it and reach more okay. people well, the, with a, my writing. The,
1: the, the things you get done through ACX, they come out on iBooks.
0: They do, and now ACX is uh, an Audible. They they only came out on iTunes for a while, and now they're coming out on uh, yeah. more platforms. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, because uh, I more have platform. I have had I've had three books done as audio. Audiobooks, and I have uh, another one in the process right now as an audiobook, mm-hmm. one of my novellas. But anyway, I used, I actually took something from my grandfather's side of the family and something from my grandmother's side of the family and used them both in the first book mm-hmm. of the uh, Brides of Minnesota. Uh, nice. I, I actually, of course, you you, you fictionalize them because I only know yeah. um, sketchy details. A, a cousin right. in Minnesota had, had done the history kind of thing, but I thought ah. that I knew that my um, great grandmother, trying to think, <laughs> great 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 or great, anyway, she she uh, her fiance had come to America. The family had come to America and he worked to make money. Mm-hmm. And it took him about five years to make enough money to send back to her for her to come over and marry him.
0: Mm-hmm. But she ended that's up. That's a marrying very common story. Oh up... <laughs> that's yeah, the book I, the I other... used to a similar book, story. Like brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was going I was like what could happen to cause that? What what could cause that to happen? And so I had to come up with a story of what would cause yeah. that to happen. So and, and wow. then I used another thing from the other side of the family. Okay, we are getting down close, not not too I mean, we're about two minutes away. I want to be sure that we give your your contact information again. I gave it at the okay. beginning. You wanna give it at the end?
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, My name is Angela Breidenbach, and you can find me at AngelaBreidenbach.com. That's B-R-E-I-D-E-N-B-A-C-H. If you spell it wrong, don't worry. Google's learned how to take care of that (laughs) over the years. (laughs) And then all of my social media, um, honestly, I've worked hard on this one to have it easy to find. All my social media, you can find me at Ang, A-N-G, Breidenbach, B-R-E-I-D-E-N-B-A-C-H. So if you just tuck that into anything, you'll find me. And on uh, Amazon, I've got an Amazon page, Angela Breidenbach. And, of course, Facebook, you can either put in Ange Breidenbach, and you'll get my Facebook um, fan page. Or if you put in Angela Breidenbach, you'll get my profile. And Muse and Writer are on all of the above, including Instagram. So, yeah, thank you very much.
1: Yes and you will want you will want to to connect with angela you will want to see her books and her things she's doing uh when i first met her she had on (laughs) she was dressed she had had been miss mrs is it was mrs right mrs yep
0: mrs montana okay
1: (laughs) And we had our pictures made together at the banquet because, in the ba- at the banquet, she dressed with her banner and everything, and it was a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, I, I that Angela was that is, was
0: because is, of Steve Lobby. <laughs> yeah,
1: Angela is a delightful person to know, and I hope well, you will you. connect with her. Thank you for being on my show, Angela. And thank I will, you. I appreciate. it. I will it. see you. I will see you. On- <laughs> I will see see you on the next
0: show. Yeah, all right.